everyone. Welcome back. This is episode eight of the Simon and Ross podcast. Joined as always by my esteemed friend and colleague, Simon Parker. Hello. This is actually the last one, isn't it, in this series? It's the big one. So, after weeks and weeks... It, talk, it's just long. It's just longer. <laughs> Once they big, it's just longer. <laughs> yeah, so in this one, we go through each film individually again. <laughs> and we, we essentially rank them. We essentially rank them out of 10, uh, what we think the films deserve and why. Um, and it is an extra long episode, as Simon said. How long is this one? Uh, it's a while. It's a while. So it's, it's a while. Yeah, make sure you've got a while if you're now sitting down <laughs> to listen to it. Enjoy it. And as I mean, always, don't 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 put it on just before you boil an egg. That it, it's, it's, that's that's it's going to dry up. It's going to shrivel up that egg. You yeah. know. So just I mean, uh, maybe if it's an, if you're boiling an ostrich egg. Yeah. What about what about if you're running a bath? Um, depends on your floor. On your floor, not on your floor. I don't mean the podcast will be done by the time the bath is ready. I mean, you can run the bath, you can get in the bath, you can sit in the oh, bath. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can, you can have, yeah. I mean, again, you will prune, like, like yes. the egg. Yeah. I mean, pop yeah. an egg in as well, so see which prunes first. <laughs> Emerge looking like a dried medjool date. <laughs> yeah. So, enjoy it, as always. Like and subscribe on Twitter. The handle is at S&R underscore podcast. Follow us on there. Well remembered. We've also got some podcast merchandise available. So if you're, if you're a really big fan, <laughs> of which there are at least a few. You can get our substandard logo on a t-shirt. Isn't you don't that need right, to Ross? Be, why, why, why would you go for a, a, a generic bag for life when you can get a Simon and Ross podcast tote bag? Exactly. Or, or, or face mask, you know, stay safe. I've heard that the sturdiness is something to behold. <laughs> there's only there's only two things that only Thor can lift his hammer and the Simon and Ross tote bag. <laughs> it's a worthy shopping bag. Oh, let's get into it. Enjoy. What I was thinking of doing is we could just very quickly kind of go through every film. Um, if Isn't you, that if what you want to. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but very quick, but like bullet points, bullet points, you know. Um, so, uh, first one Iron Man. Sc- score it out of 10. Yeah. And then explain why. Okay. So, Iron um, Man. Iron Man 1. Uh, I'm going to give it a 6. Okay. To six because um, the MCU hadn't been fully established by that point. It didn't have no. as big a budget. The character uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man was sort of still being created. It wasn't as big and as brash as it as it became. Um, it's a fantastic starter film. Um, it's just not as epic and not as embedded as as, no. it, as it became. I think for quite a while as well like before I and, saw and it, it and, and it's got Jeff Bridges in it. <laughs> uh, for, for quite a while, I thought it was a remake of the Iron Giant. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> <smaller>. <laughs> yeah, 
Isn't he supposed to be 50 foot high? <laughs> He's not going to build that some of that big in that cave. I was, I was, I was the little kid going to sit on his shoulder now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the perfect one to start it all off. Um, and I think we kind of touched on this a few episodes ago. Iron Man wasn't... Before, before any of these films started, if you'd have asked me, you know, what film should have started this amazing long list of films, it wouldn't have been Iron Man. Hmm. Um, I think it's, it's important as has become more important in the comics as well, but it, it would, it's not a start. I don't, it wouldn't have been a starter. I, I thought they would have started with something like the Hulk or Spider, Spider-Man. Yeah, more of, a, more of an amuse-bouche. Yeah, that's it. Um, but I think it worked. So, uh, Incredible Hulk. Oh, well, I, I, I didn't even wa- re-watch them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't on Disney Plus, it... It, <laughs> it, it, it is on there. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember enough about it to... I mean, that, that says it all. Um, it, it, it's, they described it as a, like a soft reboot. So they, they don't bother... A little bit like they did with Spider-Man. They, they didn't really tell you... They didn't sh- show you him changing into the Hulk. He's already the Hulk. He's already, yeah. I- I'd say, a two. A two. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I look at other films that I would rate a two, it's probably better than them. So if you have to look at, um, let's say, films that are in that superhero vein, just yeah. so I don't have to reference too hard, um, is um, one of the worst films I've ever seen was Ghost Rider. <laughs> Never seen that. Uh, Nicholas Cage. It is, abso- <laughs> it is absolutely shocking. <laughs> it is terrible, terrible. One of the worst parts about it, I think, is supposed to be really impactful, and it's when he's sort of on his bike, he revs the engine, his head explodes, <laughs> and he's just obviously a flaming skull, and he just goes, "Let's ride." <laughs> 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 and it was it was bloody awful. I mean, I watched it. I watched it not long after it came out, and I thought it was. Would, would it have, would it have improved it if his like if his exhaust would have backfired at the same time? Would that it's have awful. been better? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, it, and then I watched it again a few years later. I thought I'll give it another bash, but it is just dog shit. Uh, there is rumours that Ghost Rider is going to appear at some point. What in in real life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's driving past your window now. He's going, to, he's, he's going to turn the uh, Christmas lights on in Leeds City Centre. He <laughs> <laughs> wanted Ken Dodd, but he's passed away. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How tatty hilarious, and then just goes off in flames. Are you saying more than two? Um, I'd, yeah, but I'd, I'd have to go. I mean, not much higher. I'd probably go three. Just, I think just, you're being, you're just too because, generous. Just because there, there are. <laughs> but when you, if you say two, it's two is you know if you go below three, it's absolutely not worth your time. Three, three, three and above, I'd say is a is a passive watch. The Incredible um, Hulk is not worth your time. All right, all <laughs> it's right. not worth your time. Well, you, I haven't seen it for a long time, so we'll we'll there's, go with the, we'll go with yours. There's a, the bit right at the end where he's meditating and he looks up at the camera and his eyes go green or red, whatever color they are. 
And you just think, well, that was totally unnecessary. He's trying to show that he's like in control of it all and he's meditating to do it. And he's looking at the camera, smiles, and his eyes turn red or green. And he's just like, what, what was the point of that? The, the only thing that saves the whole film is the, is the end credit sequence where Robert Downey Jr. walks through the, through the bar. And, and just that, that's all it needed. We didn't need a whole film for it. <laughs> Bit of a waste, but... And, and that's the only thing I, I was, I was going to go on. I think there are some, some of the films in the MCU where the bit you remember is the end credit sequence. And you just sort of think, well, you know, they, they, and I think it's the way they draw you back, even in a, a fairly average film, they, they do get you back on board with the 30-second bit at the end. Because you think, oh, wow, oh, oh, right, now it's interesting. Mm. And I think sometimes it saves the film. <laughs> And it's 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 that when you go and see you see an average film like like the Incredible well, it's below average film, and then you'll go back and say, oh, do you, oh, remember the bit where Robert Downey Jr. walks in at the end? Nothing related to the actual film. It's just that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Iron Man two um, was that the one where he befriended that kid and he was in another country? No, that's the that's the one with um, Mickey Rourke. Oh yeah, um... yeah. <laughs> I'd probably give it a, a, a five or a six. No, I'll, let me, I'll, I'll go. I'll give it a six. I'll, I'll give it a six. Um, so you, you, you feel it's as good as the first? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, um, I, I'll go with I'll go with your six, but I would say seven. I think it's better than the first. Well, I was I was thinking seven, but then I thought, well, it, it, I'm not giving myself <laughs> much manoeuvrability for the other film. <laughs> okay, six. Um, Obviously, it progresses the story more, which is what you'd expect from a sequel. But I think I think Mickey Rourke is kind of perfect in it. I, again, I don't think he's an amazing actor, but I but think you, it's you do, perfect. But you do fancy him, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> again, it's a tough wank, <laughs> but you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> he's very he's a very he's a very weathered man, isn't he? Yeah, he looks, he yeah. looks cold to the touch. Yeah, <laughs> but slightly clammy as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had a tough step uh, around. I think, uh, <laughs> I think um, uh, Thingy, who plays the uh, the, the other uh, the other inventor, I can't remember his name. The Sam other... Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Right. I think he's amazing in it. I, I, I we'll go with your six, like you say, just just to to leave room for others. Yeah. Uh, Thor, the first Thor. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go six. <laughs> <laughs> Should you just save time and just say a blanket six? <laughs> Thor was th- I, I, the first Thor. I think is re- is, is actually really good. Um, I, yeah. wasn't, I wasn't keen on it the first time I saw it, but then when I realised oh. I actually was a bona fide Marvel fan, yeah. I was a- I was able to enjoy it because I wasn't sat there being a cock about it, <laughs> um, <laughs> fighting your own demons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so yeah, um, there's there's a lot of good actors in it, isn't there? I mean, Very. you've got you've got Hem you got Hemsworth, Hiddleston, and Hopkins. It's the triple eight. <laughs> <laughs> I was just off the cuff. That <laughs> it sounds like a jazz fusion band. Are there, are there any uh, other ones for sure? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Hall and Oates, but uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Guardian. Uh, a R- Russo. No, I can't think. <laughs> And, and in and in Ragnarok, it's the quadruple H because you've got you've got Hemsworth, Hiddleston, Hopkins, and Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, go, going off going off the list, you've got um, 
Stevenson and Skarsgård. <laughs> I don't know who Ray Stevenson is, though. No, I, I, I think by that point, they were starting to get better because just from a budgetary perspective. I, th- I think they also knew what they were doing more at that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I think to an extent they did. They did anyway, but I think it was uh, uh, it was bearing fruit. <laughs> I think um, I think it was it was very fair, fairy tale esque because you had uh, you know Hemsworth, which was this you know the perfect son, tall, jacked, blonde, uh, really charming. Everyone loved him, and then you had Loki, who was the opposite, yeah. um, small, slimy, like a bit of a prick. Um, <laughs> It was almost that. that, That's been that's been done to death throughout. Yeah, you know all kinds of fairy tales and stories. Whenever you've got um, rivalry within royalty. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. This this just comes. This just comes straight off. I'm writing that down. Not not my hair. That stuck on it was. (laughs) It's not a wig. Rivalry um, within royalty. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> like a jealous brother, you know, you've got a preferred yeah. son or and it's the same with sisters, isn't it? And if you remember, like, I don't know, just 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 off the top of my head, um Cinderella. Yeah. She's got two sisters who are incredibly jealous of her. Oh yeah, 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 it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's done over and over and over again, that idea. Um, but it's got a Norse mythological twist to it, which is very uh, on trend. Um, I think I think also they they saved it by coming to Earth. I think if it was just set in um, uh, Asgard, I think it would have. I think it still would have been good, but I think it would have been a bit flat. Whereas I think, you know, obviously with the story of Thor becoming more human, I suppose um, it was needed to do that. Um, yeah. and I th- I th- it, it sort of places it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it, 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 that that's where your funny shit comes from. Yeah, because it's Thor talking like Thor, but in our world, and it just comes yeah. off as really, really funny. Behold this Facebook post. You know? <laughs> yeah, I shall smite him with a with a with a, with a shit emoji. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so, Captain America: The First Avenger. Avenger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's I'm, just I'm, I'm going to say. I'm going <laughs> to give it a five. Um, because there were some things in there that I just couldn't excuse. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like the fucking little small body with uh, <laughs> Chris Evans's face on it. <laughs> oh, that you was never, really awful. Honestly, it, looked about, look. it looked about as convincing as fucking Thunderbirds. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, in Thunderbirds, if you look hard enough, you can see the strings. Well, you don't even yeah. look hard, do you? No, um, not really. That's how I felt watching the first Captain America. It's a, it's, a, it's a good film. I like the story. I like the idea behind it. I like the fact that you get to see him as this puny little kid who can't even yeah. the army. Um, I actually enjoyed all of that. Um, but but just it's the fact that his body would move and half a second later his face would come. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but it, was, it wasn't. It was not. So why are his ears blurry? <laughs> it was fucking terrible. That. <laughs> Three minutes later, his ears just catch up. <laughs> <laughs> it was so strange seeing it, but um, no, I, I did. I did actually really enjoy that film. And it was was it the um, uh, was it the first or second Captain America where he's because he starts he essentially doesn't do what he's supposed to do, does he? He starts no. doing a little musical with yeah, his, that's right. And the, he's an absolute joke in the eyes of the army because he hasn't actually yeah. done anything. He's never yeah. been. He's never fought for the country. He's just this guy on stage 
talk, you know, doing this shitty little musical piece. Well, that's that's the only bit that uh, not not that I want to diss it in any way, but you know, in Winter Soldier when he meets um, Falcon, yeah, uh, and he says, uh, you know, oh yeah, the uh, I, I can't sleep on these beds because they're too comfortable. It's like sleeping on a on a marshmallow, and and Steve's there going, yeah, 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 get you, get you, and she's like. You didn't go to war. You, you, you see, you didn't. You, you rescued all those people. Fair enough, I'll give you that. But I, I'm assuming that he didn't sleep <laughs> during that that period of time. So I don't know how he would know what it's like to sleep on a bed of rocks. I guess it's the only because it, it, there's a bit of conflict in the, the the character of Captain America because on the one hand it's like well the others have a lot more merit in terms of you know, Robert Downey Jr. is incredibly intelligent and he has earned his, well, I didn't really earn his fortune, did he? He kind of inherited it. Yeah. But but he's clever enough to actually take Stark Industries to the next level after his father yeah. died. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the Hulk again, another really, really intelligent guy who actually doesn't want to be the Hulk. No. Um, and you, you've got a lot of the other characters, I'm not going to go through them all, but you get the point that Chris Evans actually... Uh, Captain America. Um, he, he uh, Steve Rogers. That's it. <laughs> I was I was picturing him as a sort of ginger radio DJ for a second. <laughs> you know, he, he he got there through sheer sort of desperation and determination. Yeah, because he he wasn't quite out for the army. He kept trying to stick up for himself and getting a shit kicked out of him. He couldn't do anything. He wasn't interested in girls. He was only interested. It's like the American dream. It was all a bit cliched, wasn't it? Um, all he wanted to do was fight for his country. That's all he wanted to do. And um, and he actually gets this procedure done. And then you think, well, his strength has, you know, it's been given to him. He, he, he hasn't had to, you know, work for any of it. Or, but then you think, well, nothing changed with his personality. Like the, the personality of Steve Rogers is exactly the same in the first film as it is in, as an event. Yeah, he just had the body to back it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, no, yeah, I'd, I'd probably give that. I'd probably give it a a, a six. Oh, so it's gone. <laughs> it's, gone so it's gone up. You took yourself into carrying on for another twenty minutes. It might get a seven. <laughs> uh, the Avengers. The event that so the first Avengers film. Yeah. Um, you know what? This is a thing, and we talked about this in earlier podcasts. Is if you asked me three years ago, I'd have said I'd have said two. Um, now I'd probably, I'd give it, I'd give it a, I'd give it an eight. I think I, I just, I just couldn't believe how much more I, I you know, I loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. I can't give it any less than that um, because no. I, just, I enjoyed it. And when I, when I understood more about the characters and I'd, I'd, I'd let them into my life and into my soul, <laughs> um, it became so much more enjoyable, and I cared so much more about what was happening. Yeah. Um, it's just a, it's, it's it's an awesome first instalment for the Avengers. No, I'd agree. I, I'd, I'd put it as an eight as well. And I, I, if we'd have done this podcast five years ago, it probably would have been a ten because I think it's it, it's 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 a perf it's perfect almost. Yeah, uh, it keeps going as well, doesn't it? it it's it, uh, there's a couple of points where you think, well, it's going to end now. It's it's almost finished, and then it goes somewhere else, and you think, wow. And, and then then there's the big battle at the end, and you think. It's just this is just phenomenal. It just it, it it's the film that keeps on giving. Yeah, that, that battle scene is brilliant. There's always a good battle scene in there at the end of the Avengers film. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that one is that one is quality. Is it the first Avengers film when they're on the plane and the plane gets attacked and destroyed? And is that the first Avengers film when the they basically they've caged the Hulk. They don't want the Hulk to fuck the plane up, don't they? Because the Hulk isn't actually controlled at this point. So they're like they keep telling Mark Ruffalo when he chases, um, he's actually chasing Black Widow through the plane. And he's, he's essentially trying to kill her, and she's like, "Oh yeah, 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 that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right." And when they're, they're when trying they're to get the... rid of the Hulk, like they're, they're yeah. like, he, he cannot if he turns into the Hulk on this plane, we are going down. We're all fucked yeah. because he's got no control at this point. Yeah, that's and, right. and 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 Black Widow is like, calm down, look at me, look at me, and he just looks at her and goes, kind of fucking batter her. <laughs> um, yeah, all that. There's a lot of individual little pieces in that film um, that are really good, and it's when you first start seeing the the difference in ethics between Iron Man, between uh, Tony Stark and Steve Rogers, because um, Steve Rogers doesn't talk about science. You know, he no. does not give a fight. He only cares about justice and doing. And right. it, it, it is strange as well, and it's uh, obviously it's there the whole time. But I think when when you do what we've done and watch them all so quickly, they don't get on for for they don't really get on, do no, they? No, at all. There's a, a couple of bits where you know they work together, and now I think I think they're only they only tend to work together when they've got a common enemy. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's there's lots of sort of heartwarming moments where they they they, they admit you know respect for one another or yeah. they even go as far as to say like like we are friends like yeah um and it, uh, yeah and it's just uh i guess it's a sign of things to come for civil war right yeah <laughs> nice uh iron man 3 so Iron Man 3 was the one when is it in another country? <laughs> uh, it's it's the one where um, they they use the uh that that stuff that makes the people superhuman when you've got uh, I can't remember his name but you, when you've got um it's Ben Kingsley in the third one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You see yeah. I I, I think I, we went went to see that at the cinema and um came out thinking that was awful. But then you watch it back, and I think a lot of people have a problem with with the Ben Kingsley character because, again, in the in the comics, the Mandarin is is, is this big, you know, is is this big underworld threat, and and is constant, and they kind of they kind of undermine the Mandarin within a few minutes, don't they? Exactly how you felt about the Red School? Yeah, exactly. But I, I, yeah, exactly. But watching it. I, it's it, Ben Kingsley is amazing in it. Well, Ben Kingsley's just amazing. Full stop. I, I, <laughs> um, I've not seen him in that much, to be fair. But I, I, he's, you just kind of think you you almost believe him. <laughs> you, you believe that he's this washed-up, drunken actor. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you, 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 he comes across as this this big underworld. Um, a, a boss who, who will do anything, and then it's <laughs> my name's Nigel, Nigel Slattery. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he like come out of the toilet in his dressing gowns? It stinks in there, and he's like, I get, I give that 20 minutes, darlings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, what, I, what I liked at Iron Man 3 was actually he doesn't spend a lot of time as Iron Man. No, 
No, he's, he's, right. he's, he gets the shit kicked out of him in that film, and it's a miracle that he manages to survive for as long as he does, yeah. which I think actually lends more credit to Tony Stark as a character without the yeah. suit, because that's what he has to do. He doesn't have this, the luxury of jumping in the suit, um, and he still manages to figure it all out. And it. So, yeah, I, I'd give the third Iron Man um, a, a six. <laughs> <laughs> This is completely redundant. Um, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Thor The Dark World. Um, remind the, me again. The, uh, the, 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 ba- the big bad elf, Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> um, the, the, where they, they discover the ether and it ends up in, inside Natalie Portman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a six. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, less. Yeah, I, I would say a four at, at best, and that's being generous. There's a couple of scenes in that that are quite funny, and that's about it. I, I think it's, yeah. It's, I mean, it, it, it speaks for itself when you struggle to remember. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you can't distinguish, there's, there's certain ones I do remember really well and other ones. And this was always a tricky thing, right, is that I watched them all back to back and was absolutely primed to talk about them, and then I had to wait six months for you to watch them all. Watched them all in two and a half weeks. Uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Uh, Winter Soldier was really good. Um, that was yeah. the best Captain America film. Um, Easily. It, was, it was bigger. Um, the character of the, um, you know, his friend. Bucky. Yeah, Bucky um, was, was quite you really You really have forgotten it all now, haven't you? This <laughs> 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 that was quite. It was quite a compelling character. The plot felt bigger. Um, yeah, Hawk played quite a big part in it for the first time. Um, Who? Hawk, not Hawk. Uh, <laughs> Falcon. <laughs> Robin. Robin. Blue tit. <laughs> I am blue tit, Batman. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go for a nine for that. Yeah, I thought it might. It's one of your favourites, isn't it? Yeah, um, I, w- I watched watched it again since we talked about it, and oh man, it, it's another one that keeps giving. It just keeps going. Oh. well, I'm going to give I, it. A, I'm going to give it a seven, um, uh, bit, bit based yeah. on how strongly I feel about others. Mm, you're wrong. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, nine. <laughs> 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 that was the one, that was the one where you're not you're not reliant on um one key character. They were all awesome characters. Yeah. It, it didn't you know like you if you see a film, if you see a scene without Tony Stark in it, it's not going to be as funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh you see a film uh, you see it with, with a scene without um you know uh, Chris Hemsworth in it, it's probably not going to be as funny or cliched or however you want. Yeah. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy, it didn't matter. It did not matter if Chris Pratt was there, not there. It didn't matter if Dave Bautista wasn't there. Every single one of them had <coughs> all parts individually. Yeah. Which meant that it was such a well-rounded film. And to be honest, it never stops. It's constant. Every every location you go to, every, it all felt bigger because it's not just on a planet or two planets. It's like yeah. they are traveling the galaxy. Yeah. Um, so, so it just opened it right up. So, I, I enjoyed those films. I, I, I feel genuine love for it, those characters individually. You know, like yeah. Gro- Groot on his own, Rocket on his own, but uh, uh, Drax on his own. You know, Star Lord. They're they're all just fantastic. It, it was. Yeah. Emo- I was laughing. I was crying. I was excited. I was uh, all of it. The full spectrum of emotion. Um, so, I, I'd give that a, a nine. 
Yeah, I'd probably agree, I think. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, I'd give Age of Ultron um, uh, probably an, an eight, I would say. Really? I'd, I'd go lower, but it, it's it's one of those that it was completely necessary to carry everything on. You, obviously, you, you got the introduction of uh, Vision and uh, and Ultron if he comes back, and you've got what, what's the fast guy? I can't remember his name. Oh, not no, Michael Fat. Not not Fastbender. One, yeah. One, one <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. I, I think um, what what I kind of liked about the start of how how Age of Ultron began is. The Avengers are laying siege to this base, aren't they? And it's almost like they're having so much fun just doing this shit because they know yeah. that absolutely nothing is going to stop them, and they're just <laughs> laying siege. And you've got this—you got the villain in the, you know, in that base of, of um, Hydra. Yeah, and and, and he's like, uh, "Don't worry, you know, we'll be able to hold them off." And it's like, who the fuck is going to hold off the Avengers? Yeah, and they're just like they're joking with each other. What is it? One of them. One of them, Chris Evans says something. Captain America says something and Tony <laughs> beats it. And uh, what does he say? And he rips him for it throughout the entire film. Oh, uh, language. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> language. Yeah. Is nobody going to pick up on the fact that, uh, that Captain America said language? No, I just slipped out. That's that's not. And for gosh darn sake, we can watch your language. <laughs> that's not going away anytime soon. Yeah. And they're, yeah. they're all they're all just like they're like joking with each other, just destroying yeah. this army in this base. Um, well, that's it. I think I think event of the first Avengers, certainly the battle scene is is quite serious in parts, isn't it? It it almost it seems very desperate, and they're all determined. Whereas it's the first time you actually see them having fun. Humans with guns. Yeah, <laughs> they've already fought off a giant alien invasion. That's it. so. It's like it's like running marathons every day for a year, and then then popping in a cheeky three miler or a yeah. little ten <laughs> k. Uh, Ant Man, the first Ant Man. Um, I'd probably give the first Ant Man a. It's between a six and a seven for me. <laughs> just say six. You want to say six, don't you? So just say six. A number beginning with S. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I, again. I think we covered it when we talked about it. But the more times I watch it, the less I like it. Really? We'll stop, stop yeah. watching it. Stop watching it. <laughs> um, I, I, I think what I like about it is I I, I always enjoyed films like um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. And I enjoyed, um, you know, <laughs> Toy Story, uh, A Bug's Life. You know, things where you, films where you see things from a very tiny perspective. <laughs> I just like that. I like what you can do with it. Um, and, I, and I like picturing myself as being, you know, like what, because, you know, have you ever thought, if you if you ever see maybe this is just me I don't know but if you see like a, an ant's nest yeah you see an ant and you think and then you see a, a seagull and you think fuck me if an ant looking at that seagull would be absolutely terrifying or like if a tarantula came into it you think fuck me it's like you know you know what fuels this is watching David Attenborough and you see that the, 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 there's whole, there's 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 a whole other world there 
that's that small. Really? I'd never noticed. <laughs> I remember watching. I remember watching Planet Earth with a friend of mine back in the days when we were smoking quite a lot of weed, and we must have been about fifteen. There, that explains it. And uh, no, no, not, not from my perspective, but I remember my friend was like, we were sat watching it, and I was absolutely fascinated by it. And I used to watch it a lot with my granddad as well. He loved all of the David Attenborough stuff, and. Um, <laughs> we were watching planet earth and it was an episode on insects predominantly and my friend actually admitted to me that he was struggling to watch it because it was blowing his mind that hard <laughs> <laughs> because he was like he was like that's <laughs> i'll never forget the conversation i had in the moment where he was like this is freaking me out this is really freaking me out i said why he says, <laughs> he says that is a whole other world there from that you know from that cricket's perspective that there on that leaf and the, the shit that it has to go through and the shit that's going on around it and he goes I've just I can't believe it's real <laughs> it was he found nature that overpowering that he could no longer watch it because it was blowing his mind too much so, so basically it was blowing his mind because he was imagining like one ant sat on a leaf and thinking you know if that was me the stake that that was that size that the leaf would be would see me through for forever <laughs> 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 I don't need to go anywhere else. I've got stake for Well, for Dave, David Attenborough is fantastic at creating a narrative, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So you follow that spider, you follow that ant, and, and yeah. you actually watch this little mini lifetime. Well, it, it, it's, it's mad that you, you, you're rooting for this little ant, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it almost um, personifies whatever it is that you're yeah. following. I, um, I remember w- watching one that was following a turtle. Um, for for however many months of uh, of time that, that it was uh, you you saw all the struggles and all the battles and you know about three quarters of the way through you think this this turtle is indestructible yeah, yeah and and the last scene was this upside down turtle floating on the top of this this sea and obviously an animal had eaten its insides and i was absolutely devastated and just yeah. like I, I've, I've invested so much into this pissing turtle that i'm i'm genuinely gutted that, that, is, is that it's latin <laughs> <laughs> pissing turtle <laughs> pissing turtle shitting dragon um no it's uh, yeah and it 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 upset me so much i don't think i've been yeah, able yeah, to watch that episode again you see you know anything that it follows whether it's something tiny or whether it's a wolf or a whale on you see the lifetime of an animal you don't we don't a, get a, a whale is not tiny <laughs> No, I'm, t- I'm talking about a tiny whale. <laughs> oh, a tiny whale, yeah. Um, a sperm whale. You do, you do. So I think bringing it, bringing it back is that idea of, see, of following something tiny and ha- what the world looks like from that perspective. I've always quite... Sort of Ant-Man for me was, uh, was really enjoyable because it did a really good job. Of, of, yeah. It's like if, if you were that small, you are fucked. Because <laughs> when he first shrinks and he's bouncing through the nightclub and he falls down, yeah. I think there's a rat or something there. And yeah, that's, that's right. And, he's, and it just every single thing is a danger. I, I, lo- I love the sound that the that they use for the rat. It, it's like it's a lion, isn't it? It's just a, yeah. it's a rat. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rat. So I really, oh, I, re- you- I really, really enjoyed it. So what, what, what did I have? I already ranked it. Uh, you said six or seven. Yes, yeah, so let's say seven. Yeah, I, I, th- I think you've actually convinced me that I, I enjoyed it more than I did. Uh, <laughs> um, 
need we need to do a video with David Attenborough like narrating the uh, <laughs> Ant Man. <laughs> um, get him on the DVD extras. Uh, Captain America: Civil War. Um, yes, yeah, I always think of this as an Avengers film because it is. Yep. Um, even when you say we, Captain we, America: Civil War, I'm almost about to stop myself jumping in and saying you've got it wrong there. Yeah, um, we covered that. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was spent twenty minutes deciding that. Um, it it was pretty good. Um, it was a little okay, bit. Okay, like, next one. <laughs> it, it was almost like it was almost like the Avengers went soap opera. It was like uh, <laughs> they're all living in a house together, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and they were all like arguing, and and uh, yeah. you know they had different points of view, and there was nothing actually threatening the world. Um, or was there at the end? What was the? No, there wasn't. Was there? There wasn't any. It was just they went. Some of them went on the run, and some of them were. Yeah, it was. It was just themselves. Just themselves. Yeah. It was. It was almost like um, the Avengers do Eastenders. As opposed to an ex- I suppose to an extent it was. Um, I suppose Winter Soldier was sort of the threat for most of it. You know what I found really interesting in that, and I don't think we discussed it last time, is actually that film, if you pay attention to it, actually shows how passive a lot of the characters' opinions are about things. Because there's there's very... I mean, it's only really Tony Stark <coughs> and Steve Rogers, Captain America, who have passionate opinions about the privatization of the Avengers and then the rest of them either fall in line with one or the other. And yeah. they, they almost don't really provide much justification. It's like, oh, Ant-Man's with him because he got to him first or it's, it benefits him more in this instance. You know I mean? Ant-Man don't give a flying fuck. Like he hasn't been the, an Avenger. Um, I don't, I, I, Ant-Man can't fly. Is he not flying Ant? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Um, the, wa- the Wasp is. So and so, so they all just sort of decide. They they all pick the side. The more 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 on the relationship they have with the individual. Yeah, well. correct. Yeah, that's the right. Behind it, and like you know, Black Widow is like she's she struggles because she's quite close to both of them. Yeah, and she decides to go with Steve Rogers for for for, for whatever, whatever reason I can't remember. Uh, eventually, she she she's with Iron Man for most of it, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, and then she decides because I think it's a mission that Captain America's trying to do that's more. She, she has a bit of sort of, she's trying to get rid of her own past, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think that's what it is. I think she knows that if she um, becomes, essentially all of her past, all of her, her dirty past is going gonna, is gonna to come to light if yeah. um, the Avengers are sort of commercialized. Privatized. Yeah, yeah, pretty commercialized. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's it. But, but that, that's why I think she has the, the, the bit at the end where she lets them go because she, she she she's doing it for 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 her reasons, but realizes that it's more important. Yeah, for Captain America to him. But yeah, and then, no. and then, and then Spider Man, you know, he he just does it because he loves Tony Stark and Tony. Yeah, Stark yeah. Him to come and help. Um, he's he's not, so a lot of them I don't think are actually tied to the core debate, other than Captain America and Tony Stark. Yeah, that's, um, that's kind of that's kind of it. I mean, we've already you know discussed how much of an absolute Sally Wet One Vision is. <laughs> and he doesn't. He just sits there, you know. He starts making a fucking carbonara or whatever. And it's, <laughs> oh my god, vision! Paprikash. <laughs> Thank you. Because <Gesundheit. laughs> um, so uh, you didn't score it. 
Civil War, I'd give a seven. Yeah. You're just sick of saying six now, aren't you? Uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, we didn't rewatch because I, we'd, we'd already watched it together sort of fairly recently. Um, I, 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 I really rate Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Really, really good actor. I think I've got like a slight man crush on him, actually. Weirdly. <laughs> um, Me I, too. I mean, hey? <laughs> Me <laughs> too. <laughs> it's like before, before Doctor Strange, it's like, I tell you what would make him even fitter if he could do magic. <laughs> he could make his hair wiggle. If he had a cape that. Yeah. <laughs> If if only Sherlock had a cape and made his hair wiggle, I, you know, I, I'd be unable to watch it. Actually, <laughs> um, I think uh, he does a really, really good job because he, he, you know, he comes from a similar sort. The story of Doctor Strange is actually very similar to the story of Ant Man in a way because he's a bit of a waster. And no, he's not. He's not a waster. He's a cock. Isn't he? Yeah. Is yeah. he actually a highly successful? Is he a brain surgeon or is he? A, it's a, like a neurosurgeon, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. So it's always. Um, <laughs> He's, he's, he's obviously incredibly successful, but he's a raging arsehole. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's, he's, he's very Tony Stark-esque. Yeah. He's too clever for his own good. He's, in, he's really arrogant. Um, he's, can't hold down a relationship because of that arrogance. And he manages to come into his own when he stumbles into the, um, the, the time, the timekeeper, uh, the, um, the protectors of time. Um, we must protect the inner phantom. The kind of journey that Tony Stark goes on through the whole of the twenty films or whatever, Doctor Strange does in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so it's a selfish prick. Um, it you know, the expanse of time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. He's got he's got more time to do it. But I, th- I think that's it. And uh, I, the, it's, it was interesting. It was only a little thing, but you know, on the bit just before he crashes his car. And yeah. he's got this guy who's saying, you know, all these interesting jobs that he, he wants to take on to progress his career and make him look amazing. They actually, they actually say to him, well, we've got this um, uh, Air Force pilot who has uh, broken his spine. And he goes, no, 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 no. That's, that's um, uh, w- a war machine. Oh, yeah. So he's, he's offered to, to fix war machines back and refuses it because it's not interesting enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just, just, just quite clever. Yeah, nice, 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 <laughs> it's nice. almost, almost like they planned it. Um, so what, how, what would you give that out of 10 Ross? Um, I'd give it a seven. Um, <laughs> I, my, my only issue with Dr. Strange is I think it's a great story. I think the acting's amazing. I just, I think the ending is a bit meh. Uh, so so the, the, the bit where the, where all the, uh, they're in Hong Kong and the, the place is destroyed and he reverses time oh, yeah. and puts it all back together, and then he goes to Dormammu, and um, oh, he's in yeah. that, that, oh, that no, endless that loop. Quite, that was quite epic, actually. Really. I, it's good. It was better when I watched it last week, but I, I, it's still, I don't know. I think what what's so interesting is you, the sort of the, the type of magic that they do and the type of manipulation of time. They they do all sorts with it, and I like the I just like the like the way they use the weapons and the. Um, cutting a lady in half, finding a card, you know, picking picking the ace of spades. <laughs> they, they're slightly beyond that, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not like by the second one, he's just pulling a rabbit out of a hat. He's just see him sort of reading uh, David Copperfield. Sort of <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes the statue of liberty disappear on the next one. 
He could do that, actually, couldn't he? <laughs> he's, got like a, he's got like one of those um, Paul Daniels magic kits on his side team. <laughs> With his uh, with his ball in the cups. Ooh, which <laughs> They've all got a ball. It um, turns turn, turns into almost like Afid Merian's the Look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. You've got beautiful. <laughs> I think I think as well that um, I, I, and it's good the way that um, uh, is it called Wong? Um, yeah. I think the the the, the, the way that he is so serious through the whole thing. And then in the next few, he's like a silly sidekick, isn't he? Yeah. When you see him again, it's just like, but I think that that's quite good. Um, he's from Manchester. <laughs> it's the guy Wong. that plays it. Ben, yeah, Ben, well, they're both called Benedict. He's called Benedict Wong. All oh, right. Um, so two Benedicts uh, for the price of one. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, volume two. If you were to have... Uh... Robert De Niro and um, <laughs> if you were to have Robert De Niro sort of fuse with Doctor Strange, one could say you have Eggs Benedict. <laughs> He's never never leaving the toilet. That guy. <coughs> um, Guardians of the Galaxy two. Uh, oh, um, I'm gonna go with nine. I, I I I would put it less than the first one. I think the first one is is better. Much. I better. think that, I think they're both as good as one another. I think it. I think it has everything that I loved about the first. Well, maybe it gets a little bit serious because Kurt Russell's involvement and Star Lord. Yeah. Is, he goes on a bit of a, his own arc. And yeah. He's a lot more serious because it's, you know, the entire foundation of his character sort of gets shaken, doesn't it? So he's a bit more yeah. serious in that film. Um, but I think it's. I do think it's as good as um, the first Guardians. It, it, it's the perfect sequel. It's exactly what I would want at the time it was released. Um, if I was as into it when it was released as I am now, I'd have been very satisfied with it. Yeah. So. I, 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 the, the thing that I do like, I, I, I love the fact that... Because that, Yon doing the first one, you don't really like, do you? Is 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 not... Not a likeable character, really, is he? Even though he's got like... Yon do the blue guy with the... Oh, Yondu. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about Yondu. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think him in the first one, you, you, I, I don't think you're supposed to like him very much. Um, and, but I think in the second one, you're genuinely gutted when he dies. Well, yeah, let's spend a minute on that. Because, yeah. uh, because Yondu, um, yeah, we've overlooked him, actually, and he, he deserves more <laughs> than that. Um, he's a really... Because obviously, he's just that, that whistling thing. Like, I'd love to know, yeah. more, about, I'd love to know more about that. <laughs> Um, because it's absolutely unbelievable as a, when he actually walks through the ship and kills everybody. Yeah. <laughs> without just even breaking stride. Like, yeah. it's just cash. Um, you think, fucking hell, he is. But then, you know, is he more than just a whistling stick? <laughs> um. <laughs> Another title. <laughs> You just come back to the least, like, Is he just more than a whistling stick? <laughs> is, he, is, he just, is he just a whistling stick? Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think he is. I mean, the, the the character himself. I know I keep doing this, but he he was he was originally part of the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so before uh, I think Star Lord was even in Guardians of the Galaxy, because I think 
um, the, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy as they are a, a relatively new aspect to the, the comics. It, it was a very different sort of lineup, and, and he was in the original ones. Um, so you kind of always knew there was there's a bit more to him. Um, I feel like you don't. I feel like it's a bit of an injustice on the part of the MCU actually, and and because they, you don't really, you, you don't get much backstory on him. No. Um, throughout the films, you kind of get the impression that he does have some, you know, place in his heart for Star Lord. Like he, he'll never actually kill him. No. Um, even though he constantly is apparently trying to do that, um, you know, he's never quite going to because the minute that he gets him as a prisoner, it, it doesn't take much to persuade him to not kill him and to actually. No. <laughs> and that's that's eventually what leads to Yondu's overthrow, doesn't it? As captain, is that's yeah. when they start seeing him going soft because his crew don't give a fuck. No. Um, but then it's not until the end, it's not until the final sort of 25, 30 minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Volume 2, um, where he, you start really caring for him and you realise how much of a father figure he sees himself to Star-Lord and yeah. how Star-Lord's actually looked at him as a father figure and he haven't really played on that much. And no. then, and then when, he, when he, he says it to him, is that I think he's the, the going up, the... the, the, the um, I, I, I know, I know, I wasn't your father, but I was your daddy, or something like that. <laughs> that sounds a little bit fucked up, but uh, <laughs> but um, that's, what, it, that's what he says. <laughs> I, I, I went, I went from sort of enjoying his character and liking his character and thinking he was cool to actually being moved to tears when it was his funeral. Yeah, yeah. And and I thought, I I could have, if I feel that strongly, just with, and and that's almost within the last thirty minutes. Um, yeah. Just because of, of, of how he's being, and I think they could have actually—I mean, maybe Yondu could have his own film, really, and it'd be quite cool. Yeah. Um, but no, he was—he was a really, really good character. And is he the same guy? You was he in The Walking Dead? Yeah, he played uh, Merle. Merle, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. it was. Um, and Merle's a great character too. Probably yeah. one of the best <laughs> characters to have ever been in it. And um, yeah, it was. Um, Daryl's brother, wasn't it? Norman Reedus' brother. Yeah, that's right. Um, he, he also he also played. Um, have you ever seen um, Cliffhanger with? Um, oh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he, the, the he, bad guy, isn't he? No, he's his friend. He's, oh, is he's his friend? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, and yeah, it was it was nice that Sylvester Stallone was in that one as well. In what? Oh yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, re re really, the only the only proper scene Sylvester Stallone is in is with him. Yeah, it's quite it's quite a fun one for Stallone to do, isn't it? And that, I yeah. quite like that about Stallone is that he's not like one of these who demands a main part, otherwise he's not bothering. Yeah. He's actually a tiny. He probably showed up on a Sunday and boshed in the scene. <laughs> he just phoned it in. But yeah. no, I th he uh, I, I th from what I remember, there is going to be a you know at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy where it goes through all the Ravagers and you've got Michelle Yeoh is on a ship and you've got right. uh, the Ravagers. Yeah, what, the Ravengers. The Ravengers makes it sound like the Avengers <laughs> of the Ravengers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it is. Um, but yeah, and and you've got the the big guy from um, Pulp Fiction, uh, uh, like um, Duncan Clark, Ving Ving, yeah. Ving Rames. Oh, Ving Rames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I think they are supposed to be doing a film with just them. All right. Okay. So I think that's going to happen at some point, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's, what's the next one? So you said nine. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, I'm going to give this one um, an eight. Right. Um, 
because again, um, it was the first Spider-Man that I, that I truly enjoyed. That I, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't pick apart. I didn't think, oh, because again, you know, we talked about this when we talked about Spider-Man. Is um, you think, how the fuck can they do this again? Yeah, I, they're never going to get this right. Um, no, it's just going to be another. You know, give it another couple of years. I'll have some other fucker playing Spider-Man, and they'll be trying to do it again. <laughs> and it's got the laugh, the laugh, bloody Matt. They'll have Steve McFadden. <laughs> I, th- I think that's Phil Mitchell. Um, no, no uh, uh, I, I can't remember. Yeah, it is McFadden. Um, but it's, no, it's just—I I, I thought, for fuck's sake! I just—I just—I just—it's a shame because I used to love watching the Spider-Man cartoons. Yeah, yeah, me Nickelodeon. too. Nickelodeon. Uh, I used to really like them, and um, I thought they're always going to fuck this up. But actually, it was the first Spider-Man where I thought, wow. And in some ways, well, yeah, you can not even you, I can completely credit the new Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man with Tom Holland is yeah. what made me open my mind to MCU again. Yeah. That was what did it. <laughs> he is perfect. He is perfect as, as Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Um, I, I think brilliant casting. I, I think they're lucky. I think he's going to look 15 when he's 45. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think they've, they've looked out there, definitely. There was um, another thing I was listening to last night about the costume and they, they, they talked, talked about Tom Holland and then um, the whole time he was, he, he said, you know, the, the suit that was made, Tom Holland's suit was actually the most expensive out of all of them. Right, okay. Um, and he had to be really, really careful on set with what he was doing. Um, and he actually had to wear a thong underneath it the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and going to the toilet was like a massive issue um, yeah. and whenever he was like you know getting changed and swapping between characters and that he had, you know you had to go to great lengths to make sure that none of the cats would see him waltzing around in his little thong <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of people that had paid good money for that uh, <laughs> I think it's you just love him you actually like I've never loved Peter Parker you know Spider-Man aside Peter Parker yeah, I've, I've, you know it's like Tobey Maguire, absolute Sally. Andrew Garfield is like a happier Andy Murray. Um, Tom Holland. <laughs> uh, Tom Holland was the only one where I actually really, really liked him as a as yeah. Peter Parker. And 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 Aunt May is without a doubt the fittest. <laughs> <laughs> she 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 is too fit for Aunt May. Yeah, it's 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 uncomfortable, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I love the fact that Tony Stark fancies her. Yeah, um, I feel the same yeah. way about Aunt May as I do about. Um, I've always crushed hard on uh, Winona Ryder, <laughs> and like Winona Ryder in Stranger Stranger yeah. Things, you know, she's yeah. she's she's like she's a bit weak and she's a bit crazy and a bit batty yeah. and she's wearing like super baggy clothes and you never really yeah. see, she's she, she's not supposed to be this um, sexy character, whereas Winona Ryder is, you know, by yeah. all. She's she's a beauty, and, uh, and <laughs> she gen- genuinely. I don't think I've told anyone this, but she was my first crush as in a celebrity. Winona really? Ryder. Oh, she she was and is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Matt, she's, um, she's coming forward, isn't she? Part of the Johnny Depp case. Um, oh, she. They were married, weren't they? Um, yeah. And yeah. So anyway, uh, we won't spend any time on that, but because um, <laughs> it won't be funny. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so so um, who who played Aunt May in the Homecoming? Uh, Marissa Tomei. Right, she is gorgeous in that film. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, uh, so I, I, yeah. I, 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 all, all that aside, both Winona Ryder and Marissa Tomei are amazing actors. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Winona Ryder has been, <laughs> been around for bloody donkeys years, hasn't she? And, donkeys, uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, she's she's fantastic and gorgeous. Yeah. Um, oh, Be- Beetlejuice. Oh, oh my. Oh, I just used to. I used to. I, I, well. I, I, <laughs> that's Michael Keaton. He was also uh, in Spider-Man: Homecoming, wasn't he? Yes. Um, but now he. Uh, sh- sh- I, I. I went through a bit of a gothy stage around that sort of time, and um, when I arrived uh, as a goth in Beetlejuice. Oh. <laughs> Pause that so many times. <laughs> you know the angle. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thor Ragnarok. I don't think you rate. You didn't rate that. <clears throat> uh, Sp- I, I would say um, I think it's better than Far From Home, so I'd, I'd give it an eight. Okay. Um, uh, Ragnarok. Uh, that that's that's probably the best uh, Thor film. Um, so uh, what did I rate the other one six probably um, uh, you uh, the first one six yeah and um, uh, four for the second so I'd probably uh, I'd, well Ragnarok's got to get a seven um, it's uh, it's just it's just because of the whole um, going to the other planet and, and yep. Goldblum and the interaction I, I, with the Hulk and I think it's worth a nine just for Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he makes that film. Uh, and I, I think it's, again, we talked about this, but it, it's, it's just silly. Yeah. It's yeah. just silly. It, yeah, it's, it it, it's, it's quite, it's a good story. Um, it's well done. It's silly. It's almost more <laughs> comic book esque than the others as well. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's more okay. cartoony, you know? And... Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Black Panther. Black Panther. I'm going to give a. Yeah, I, I, I'm torn here because it's either a five or a six. It's it's no higher than a six. Um, but did I enjoy it as much as I did as the other sixes? Probably. Uh, did you enjoy it as much as um, Iron Man? No. Uh, Iron Man three. Um, Captain America, Thor. No, it's got to be a five, hasn't it? There um, you go. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's got to be. A, it's got to be a five, just because it had all the components there that I was looking for, and there was a lot that I really liked about it. But I actually cared more and enjoyed Black Panther more um, in the Avengers films yeah. than than the Black Panther film. And I, d- I, I just, I just think the, I just think the, the storyline didn't quite. It wasn't big enough. I did. It wasn't. I didn't see enough of Africa. Because um, you li- you like African films, I do very much, uh, so. and films that depict Africa, African culture. I just yeah. find it fascinating. I just think it, I just find it absolutely fascinating. I love to see it. I love the um, African music. You know, I'm yeah. really, and it was just it didn't have. I, I thought I thought, I thought it, we were going to have that in spades. <laughs> <laughs> we did. I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah, yeah you, you you essentially wanted Paul Paul Simon's Graceland on film, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I wanted, yeah, I wanted I wanted Rhythm of the Saints in Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I um it's it's interesting going through going through this. I, I think the ones that maybe fall a bit short 
seem to follow the same type of story. It's that the original Iron Man and Incredible Hulk almost have the same story in, in, in effect that, you know, they're, they're doing all this and then suddenly at the end of it, there's someone who is against them who creates themselves as like this bigger threat mm. and they end up killing them at the end. It's and the that's exact that equivalent. <clears throat> yeah. It's like, well, you, you, Iron Man is fighting an Iron Man. Black Panther yeah. is fighting the Black Panther. You know, it's... Yeah. And Incredible Hulk is fighting um, the Abomination, which is just yeah. a, another version of the Hulk. So yeah. I, I think that's, that's the only, uh, it's possibly the only trap that they do sometimes fall in if we if we're being negative about them at all i think but I th that's that's just superhero films isn't it that's that's pretty much exactly the, the the carbon the carbon copy of every superhero film to this point the biggest threat to the power rangers was when one of the power rangers went bad there you go there you go um so yeah. I, th I i just hope they don't fall down that tri trip too often um yeah. Ant-Man, the original, the, the first Ant-Man is exactly the same. It's an yeah. Ant-Man suit, just yellow. Yeah. Um, and I, th I think that's possibly why uh, it, it seems to go down in my estimation every time I watch it. Um, but anyway, uh, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> I, it's... It's, it's it's a perfect film. It's perfect. It is. I, I can't say anything else <laughs> to it because it is. It's just perfect. Um, it, it, it absolutely um, skyrocketed. If, if you if you enjoy the first um, two, technically three. I mean, technically, in my eyes, there's five Avengers films. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it, it was. It, it took everything that made the others good. And yeah. just intensified it and magnified it. And by that point, I mean, again, Infinity War, if Spider-Man was responsible for me opening up to the MCU as a whole, Infinity War was the one that made me think the Avengers is actually really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's not just sad and, and a bit nerdy and only accessible to people who appreciate the comic books, because that was my mindset. Infinity War was actually what made me think, fucking hell, I need to watch the, all of the other, I, I need to yeah. watch Civil War. I well, I, think, <laughs> I need to watch the Avengers slash Captain America Civil War. Um, I think as well um, at the time when it was out, they hadn't they hadn't really told you what Endgame was going to be. They just said it was going to be Avengers five, uh, five four. Um, so you didn't know if it was going to end. You didn't know right right at the end at, the, at that point in the cinema, uh, not knowing what the next Avengers film was going to be about when Thor comes down and appears, um, you know, after he kind of got rid of all the other, other Avengers, you know, he put the Hulk in, in a, in a mountain or something, whatever he does there. And he sort of bats them all off, doesn't he? And then Thor appears and you think, right, well, I know there's only 15 minutes left in the film. Is Thanos going to die? You just didn't know. Um, and then you think, no, Thor's going to do it. Thor's going to do it. It's going, it's going to end, and he he just doesn't. And it, it's it reminds me getting too filmy here, but it it reminds me of Empire Strikes Back. It ends on on a complete downer. Yeah, you know you, you've they, they've essentially lost. Well, they have lost. 
uh, and in Empire Strikes Back, they've lost. You know, Han Solo's frozen in carbonite. We didn't know if he was going to be in the next one. Um, all, all sorts of things. And yeah, it, it ends on a massive downer. I think the ending of Infinity War is one of the most heartbreaking. Endings. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, I think it's because nobody actually knows what's happening. No. Nobody, like anybody, like, you know, any, every single person in that film who wasn't in the immediate vicinity of Thanos will have no idea what is going on. And yeah. it's, not, it's not just the fact that, like, you know, Tony Stark dying is heartbreaking, but he knew he was going to die. Spoilers. All, all of the others. Um, yeah, you, you, you shouldn't be listening. To <laughs> You're not, yeah. Um, and, and to be fair, we spoiled it long before. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's just the fact when they're all looking down and they're like, eh. And, and, yeah. and, and they all sort of, in fact, I think one of them actually does that. He goes, eh. Yeah, well, I, well at, at the end, um, uh, on the, 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 at the very end, the end credit scene and um, Samuel L. Jackson yeah. You know, oh. yeah. just disappeared, which we haven't really talked about him, but um, it just goes, mother foot, and yeah, then just yeah. sort of fades out. You think, oh, right, yeah. And it also sort of taps into that at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is next anyway. And they just disappear. They, you know, the, the, their lives were just carrying on as normal, weren't they? Yeah, and I think it's the um, it's knowing that uh, it's not like what made it um, even tougher and sadder was the fact that you know the Avengers have losses, they lose little battles, they regroup, they they have another plan, and that plan fails. Yeah. I think it's the fact that it, it goes on for five years, doesn't it? I, th- I think it's five years in total before the Avengers come back to it. So yeah. between Infinity War and Endgame, I think it's about five years. Yeah, it is. And it's seeing um, the the other really tough one is um, Hawkeye. Yeah, you know he's out in his garden and she disappears around a tree and it, and and he's like well, and he turns around and he's that's and and what that does to him, you know, it turns him into this fucking. Well, he's just gone back to being an assassin like mercenary, hasn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that, that's that, that's end game. So we can, we can carry on with that. <laughs> yeah. in, Infinity in War. Is, Infinity War is a ten, a strong ten. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, what did I give Ant-Man? Seven. Yeah. Um, so I'd give Ant-Man and the Wasp a six. Yeah. Um, because um, the first film, you know, that was the, for all the reasons I explained earlier, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp just built on it. So it was still good. It was still good, but it was very much the same um, type of thing. Um, I found the idea of going into the quantum realm quite scary. Yeah. The, fact that, the fact that Michael Douglas went there with his wife and she got stuck there and she's fizzling away for you know decades, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. That she's been and and that's, that's quite scary, I thought, the whole idea of that. And, and when they go to the quantum realm, and it is quite like trippy and, and just, you know, you're essentially flying through chaos um so you you give that a six i I probably agree with you i I don't think it's quite as good as the first one but um but again that the end scene where they disappear and he's in the quantum realm makes the whole film because that that needed to happen yeah um but anyway uh captain marvel yeah it's a five or a six i I like i like the time it was set in yeah i liked seeing more of it was the first time ever I, i ever actually got to learn more about nick fury yeah um i'd yeah, I, I, I think Captain Marvel could do with another film um, because now yeah. she's because she's she's not 
you know, she's becoming Captain Marvel and, she, and she's not actually that powerful, is she? Um, she's sort of getting more and more. At the end of the film, she realizes it's like a like Neo moment, right? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I can fucking fly. I can like. She not... she warning Ke- she warning Keanu Reeves into this podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> she can do everything one handed like Neo does when he's fighting Smith. You know. Yeah. He, he yes. <laughs> and she she has that sort of moment where the people that imprison her, she's, she she actually breaks out and fucks them all up, and yeah. you realize that she's massively transcended them. And um, I, I yeah yeah I, I I would like to see because obviously in in the Avengers films when she comes shows up in Endgame she is the most powerful person yeah with the exception of Giant Ant Man which yeah. I'm still never forgive him for not standing on Thanos <laughs> stand on his head <laughs> um, but yeah I, I mean I'd, it was it was pretty good it was pretty good um it's not I, I, if I compare it to the the, the sevens I enjoyed the sevens way more. So. I I think the only problem with doing it in chronological order that we did, I think it introduces Captain Marvel far too early. Yeah, uh, you know, if, if you watch it as it is, uh, as they were released, I think it does make more sense. It's it's the one probably that that does make sense where it is, yeah. um, and I I think it's it it's odd to watch it so early. You know, watching that straight after Captain America, and I think it doesn't do it justice really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, but I, I, I'd probably say four rather than five, but uh, we'll go with your five. Uh, Avengers Endgame, I don't know if you heard of that. Uh, if, we, if, we, if we could go to 11, I probably would. Because, uh, <laughs> Turn it up to 11. But this, this one we'll, we'll, 11. We'll, we'll spinal tap this one. Yeah, go on. we'll, <laughs> yeah. Go, we'll go to 11. Yeah. Why I, not I, just I, make I, louder? <laughs> got 11. Um, can't fold the sandwich. Look, um, I think um, I think Infinity War's better, but the second half of Endgame is probably unbeatable. Well, um, the first half of Endgame is something that we have never seen within the MCU. No, it, it never got that serious. Literally. Nobody was making jokes. No. Even when, you know, Peter Parker could be about to die in Spider-Man, he'll still make a joke. Yeah. Nobody was making jokes in no. the first half of Endgame. It was desolate. It was just morbid and really like, oh, Christ. And you, you Tony, see... Tony Stark at death's door and Thor, you know, having having a bit of a crisis. and Yeah, and then you see sort of Black Widow at the Avengers HQ still trying to maintain, still trying to keep the group back together. You know, they all come in. Yeah. They all, uh, they all beam in, Scotty, and and yeah. and they're all like, um, oh yeah, I'm out, I'm out off here doing this, yeah. And then then everyone was like, oh, I think I think they kind of allude to, oh, you know, we need to keep doing this, touching base. And then the the, yeah. the others are like, well, uh, you know, I don't know when I'm next going to be, yeah. And and it's all just a bit like, oh fucking hell. And Steve Rogers comes in, and I think they talk about a sandwich, yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's running his little community group, isn't he? And yeah. um, trying to deal with it all. And it's just fucking, I mean, it's perfect for, you know, that's exactly what it should be. Yeah. What, what I wouldn't yeah. have liked is if it was like, you know, MCU doing MCU after Infinity War and they're all sort of, you know, the cheesy jokes are still there and it lightens the mood. I didn't want that. I no. wanted it to reflect how I felt at the end of Infinity War and that's how they all. 
ah, that's how they all yeah. behave. And then Ant-Man comes out and he's like, eh. It, it, it's almost like they're trying to carry it on because it's all they've got. Yeah. But it, it's the, the spark's not there. They, they've run out of spunk. Yeah, yeah. And then, the, and then you're right, the second half, when, it went, when they start going, fuck me, did that, did that film just... You know, we've talked about it a lot anyway in game, but um, it, it, it can't not be a ten, and that's been reflected even in the, the box office. You know, it's yeah. it's top three of all time. Yeah, um, every fucker went to see that film, <laughs> um, and it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing, um, and it, it, you know, it's like what is it three hours long? Um, yeah, and uh, it goes. Like you can, don't do, you, don't do that, Ross. Don't do that. Completely <laughs> <laughs> unintentional. It's inevitable, though. Um, I think the um, I, I can't remember what I was going to say. Now, I distracted myself with my little joke. We we did say at the time, but I, I, it's I, I'm not sure how they can come back from this. Yeah, yeah. You know, I because I, obviously we'll, we'll be going out of Spider Man Far From Home, but if it, it does feel like the end doesn't it? It, all, it does feel like the end. I, th- I think if they were to stop making Marvel films at the end of Endgame, you'd go, yep. Yeah. Totally understand. I mean, they, they can't. <laughs> There's far too much money involved now, and uh, you know, it would be a massive gap in the market, but you'd understand if they did. Yeah, you could. So morally, uh, yeah. you, could, you, could, you could call it at that. Maybe they should. <laughs> Maybe they should. I don't know. It's, I, 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 and it's, it, we're in a weird stage where in the films, your main two characters aren't going to be there anymore. It's like um, the, because, you know, you, you watch a film and, you know, if you've committed to a film and it's, it's not that good, but, you know, for me, like I'd, I'd sooner force myself into a film just to try and enjoy it the best I can, even in a jokey sense, like with Artemis Fowl. Um, dog shit film. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, you know, I, I will continue my suspension of disbelief because yeah. I am going to watch it until the end. And for me, I'm happier not grumbling all the time about it and actually just still trying to get whatever enjoyment I can. Even if, even if it means I'm going to watch it and there's, there's a couple of jokes I can take away from this. And, yeah, uh, there's a laugh in the future. Um, and but you know, so you end up like shouting at the telly, even though you don't really care that much, and you start to piss <laughs> at the characters, and you know, you should have gone right. Why have you gone left? And it, 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 <laughs> but then, but but actually, um, Endgame was like watching England on penalties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. It was like it was like uh, you know when they're all war. Well, <laughs> to to go with that analogy, Infinity War was. Uh, was us on penalties when we lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. a, um, so, uh, uh, World Cup 1990. Like um, I'm, sc- I'm screaming at the TV and jumping up and down, not because I'm choosing to, but because I have to, because that's yeah. the emotional response it's instilling in me and I've got no yeah. control. Goes, Come yeah. on, what that stand on his fucking face! <laughs> <laughs> Get Stuart Pearce in, he'll stand on his face. Um, but no, it's um, but whereas Endgame is was when we won on penalties a few years ago. It's just like yeah. it's, it's that relief, I think, at the end of it, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Um, I'm going to give it an eight. What did, really? I, give, what did, what did I give Homecoming? Uh, you gave Homecoming eight. 
Yeah, so it's on par with that for me. Um, it's uh, is it in Prague? Do they got no? They don't got a Prague. They got a Venice. Do they? Do they got it's, Venice? it's a Venice and um, yeah. and and other European places. Yeah, and I, I quite like the Jake Gyllenhaal um, character. And um, the I, fact that... I I think they wasted him. I kind of know. I, I I can see it from that perspective. Um, but we we went to see it in the cinema, and by that point, I was already all over Tom Holland. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and, and I was I was expecting big things, and and it just it just took everything that I loved about it and did more. It didn't necessarily yeah. do uh, better. Like I don't think I p- preferred one to the other. I loved them both in equal measure, which is why I'm giving them both an eight. Yeah. Um, but it just it was just another class film with great characters and a and a, and a good storyline, and and that that got to a point where I was like, how the fuck is he going to do this? Yeah. You know, when, when Jake Gyllenhaal has what does he have? It's like fucking millions of them little things, doesn't he? Yeah, li- little drones with cameras on and yeah. proje- and, projects uh, uh, threat onto it. Yeah, um, and it was it was it was really cool watching like Spider Man deal with that amount of drones and all the shit he was yeah. doing that on that bridge, you know, swinging around him. And yeah, I thought it was an absolute quality film, and Aunt May is fit as fuck. <laughs> I also I was thinking as well the, the the casting is good in that. I mean, you know, all, all the all the extra little characters, you know, all his school friends, MJ, I think is perfect, you know, in 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 I like the fact that she's a bit odd. Yeah. In in all the other films his his partners have always been like the really attractive kind of normal girl type thing whereas boring, like, Yeah, yeah. Boring. Like, Whereas in yeah. in this she's she's quite interested. She's as interested as, as everyone else in. Yeah, in- Kirsten Dunst. Oh fucking hell. <laughs> boring. <laughs> who plays Who plays um, Mary Jane in the Andrew Garfield ones? Is it Is it that old Scottish woman? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or Andy Murray's mum. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think. She, I don't think it's uh, Mary Jane, isn't it? I, I think it's a different name. I might be wrong. Uh, it's um, Emma Stone. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who, who is quite good, but it, it's it's a generic female character. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, yeah I think I think, right, Mary Jane actually got far more um, development, and you know, as a character, and yeah. I, I, I just like the fact that they were that they were younger. And they yep. were, um, it, it just put it in, in the, like a school context. And, in, you know, I mean, none of them have done any, <laughs> they're really young. Yeah. You know? And it's all about sort of navigating the social hierarchy and minefield yeah. that is seats, you know, high school life. Okay, so that's it. That's the end of uh, the Simon and Ross uh, Marvel podcast. Are you, are you happy, Ross? Oof. Well, I've just got out of the bath. I didn't realise it would be that quite that long. <laughs> but I, the, the egg seems to have like fused with your nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> or have you always had three? That, that, was, a, that was an existing condition. That's not oh, a, right. Okay. Time I've, yeah. Oh, so I will ask you to crack it open then. <laughs> What's that film where uh, um, Robin Williams, you know, Jack, do you remember Jack? No, I've never seen Robin it. Robin Williams, where I think it was no. called Jack, where he ages, yeah, yeah. He ages yeah. 10 times quicker than anybody. Yeah. I think like the lower half of my body has just done that. 
my face is still as semi-youthful as it was before stepping into the bath, and the rest of my body is is very much like a sultana. So you're half Benjamin Button. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm half Jack, half Benjamin Button. <laughs> So, well, yeah, thank you for listening uh, to this series. Um, I, we, we have got other things planned. Um, remember to buy our T-shirts. Um, and there, there, will be, there will be more. What's the Twittle hat? Tw- twittle? What's the, what's the Twittle hat? The Twittle hander is um, <laughs> at S and R underscore podcast. Get in contact with us. Let us know. If you want to join in with us, you're more than welcome. Um, But yeah, uh, we'll see you again uh, very soon. We will be with you very soon indeed. Thanks, guys. Bye. Um, 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 um